The Trinity Center for Spiritual Living appreciates your selecting our podcast service as a part of your spiritual journey. The TCSL podcast has over 1,000 downloads a month worldwide by individuals just like you seeking to expand their spiritual magnificence. To express your gratitude and donate for the good you hear and the growth you experience from our lesson, visit our website at trinitycenteratlanta.org forward slash donate. As you donate, affirm, my offering affirms my commitment and my willingness to be an inlet and an outlet for the abundant good and energy of divine spirit. Please enjoy the latest podcast from the Trinity Center for Spiritual Living. So when I return in two weeks, we will have an, a sacred ceremony here at the center. And the ceremony is installing our newly licensed spiritual practitioners. Now, in addition to over four years of consistent study of spiritual principle, they took quarterly and yearly exams. They developed and displayed a proficiency in the policies and procedures of our home organization, Centers for Spiritual Living, and they encountered the most challenging of requirements, going through it all with me. Because you see, in the first and second year of study, Reverend Tony's all like, love and light, love and light, love and light. And then we get to the second year of study, and Reverend Hyde takes over. You will do your homework. You will pass the exam. You will do class presentations. You will do affirmative prayer sessions, meditation sessions, and anything else I deem as necessary for your awakening into a consciousness of a licensed practitioner. I'm tough. Now, additionally, of the nine individuals who qualified to, via the Centers for Spiritual Living, for their requirements, of the nine that applied to our last practitioner classes, I only invited six to participate because my practitioner classes are by invitation only. And I do this because my practitioner requirements to be in class are a little more enhanced than CSLs. For the record, that means I rejected a little over $1,000 per student per year. So it ain't about the money. I require, <laughs> our bookkeeper just had a heart attack. I require an applicant for my practitioner classes to share with me actual demonstrations they have manifested as a result of their first two years of classes to share an up-leveled shift in their consciousness an awareness of working, practicing, and a knowledge of cause and effect in the spiritual laws which govern our universe. And if they can't share that, understand it is not a reflection of them. It is a reflection of me or whomever their instructor happened to be. The number one reason I enhance the requirements for our practitioner classes beyond CSL is if an individual who wants to be a practitioner cannot demonstrate for their own journey, operate from a willingness, just a willingness to up-level their individual consciousness and a lifelong commitment to their own spiritual growth and evolution then I have absolutely no business offering them to you as your opportunity to, 
opportunity to engage empowering and consciousness transforming spiritual practitioners. Now do I? Of course not. For the record, the three who did not receive an invitation did not take first or second year classes with myself or any of our instructors. They were offered the opportunity to do so, yet they didn't feel they wanted to, and that's fine with me. And where they are absolutely delightful individuals, they could not share a demonstration, anything of a demonstration, anything beyond a parking spot, and were unable to articulate a basic understanding of principle. Now, my grandmother, Eula May, could demonstrate a parking lot anywhere. So, why share all the newly licensed stuff the newly licensed practitioners have committed to? Here's the key, here are the key words we'd like for you to embed, to accept. We want you to embrace them. See, some of the things we said was a working knowledge a working, practicing awareness and knowledge of the spiritual principles that govern our lives. Demonstration, a willingness for spiritual evolution through continued practice and study. The, the ability to work in alignment with spiritual principle for themselves and for others. When you've taken every class there is to be taken, when you've demonstrated the parking spot, the healing, the love, the money, when your friends and family contact you to do that woo-woo thing that you do, that we call affirmative prayer, you still have an inner urge, a knowing that there's so much more to learn, so much more to know as it relates to the unfathomable energetic nature of source and all it may do through you and as you. And once you step into this awareness, as any and all of our practitioners have, you begin to create your journey as an individual expression of the individual demonstration of sacred energy. And not an individual attempting to manipulate, barter, or beg a power that's only available six out of seven days a week. Our affirmation card this week is from the spiritual guide Michael Murphy, who was interviewed in the book, Living Deeply. And Michael said in the interview, he said, the transformation of everything is the next great human frontier. St. Paul said there are treasures in heaven, things the eye hath not seen nor the ear has heard. These are ecstasies beyond our present ability to comprehend. Yet we get little glimmers. I say... It's peeking up everywhere. The transformation of all is preceded by a transformation of your thought, of you as a human being into a knowing you are an individualized, sacred, energetic being. Have you ever seen the heat rising off the asphalt in the middle of a July, in the middle of July, in the middle of the day? What we all have to look forward to, it's coming, right? And when that heat rises and you see those waves of heat coming off, it's almost like you're looking through a clear bottle filled with water, right? It's, it's wavy. 
So when we look at you, that's what we see. That's what we see. Only it's not heat that's coming off your body. It's not waves of heat. It's waves of energy, energy of source, radiating, expanding as your body. Now, some will call this an aura. That's fine. Others may call it expanding energy, and still some will say it's a halo. Regardless, this presentation of your energy is not about what I see. It is about who and what you are. And before you go and tell someone, okay, he's nuts. He's lost it. He's seeing things. We remind you the world over, there are multitudes of individuals who honor the privilege of witnessing the extension of your energy beyond your form. And we bring this to your attention because it's just a little thing. It's just a little thing. It's a new found skill and awareness that's come into play for me from years of study and practice of spiritual principle. And it is one that you too may encounter if you haven't already as you commit to this lifelong awareness of the evolution of consciousness through you. And that profound knowing that your consciousness is the avenue through which this sacred energy evolves. You embrace this truth and you begin to realize that everything is sacred, which is the title of our lesson this morning. Everything is sacred. So we have a little parable for you. It's actually an oldie but a goodie, but it really works here. And the parable is about this lady. She goes, she goes to her parish priest and she says, you know, Father, I have a huge problem. I have these two talking female parrots. But all they know how to say is, hi, we are very fun girls. Do you want to have some fun? And the priest said, that, that's just horrible. That, that's horrible. But I have a solution for your problem. Bring your two talking female parrots over to my house, and I will put them into a cage with my two talking male parrots that I have taught to pray and read the Bible. My parrots will teach your parrots to stop saying that terrible phrase, and your female par parrots will learn to recite prayers. Well, the lady's just beside herself. She's, oh, thank you very much. And the very next day, she brings her two female parrots over to the priest's house. And the priest's two male parrots are holding rosary beads and, beads and praying in the cage. And so they put the female parrots into the cage with the male talking parrots. And, one of the, and, the, girl, and the female parrots automatically say, Hi, we are very fun girls. Do you want to have some fun? And one of the male parrots looks at the other and screams, Frank, put the beads away. Our prayers have been answered. <laughs> and here's the moral. Because you know we've got to have a moral. With just a slight, just a slight up-level consciousness. Just that intention to up-level a little bit. Everything may be perceived as a sacred demonstration even two fun female parrots. Eckhart Tolle said, rather than being your thoughts and emotions, be the awareness behind them. Rather than being your thoughts and emotions, be the awareness 
behind them. This awareness that Tolly is speaking of is the awareness that your thoughts, your emotions, your words, and actions are living sacred entities unto themselves. And this awareness, an individual knows they are offering the creative activity of their consciousness and bodily form with purposeful intention. They can begin to ask themselves, what is it that I'm feeling right now? What is this feeling about? Is this feeling which is resonating out into the universe, is it a feeling that I want to continue offering or do I want to focus on raising the feeling up a little bit, expanding my resonance so that I create and attract something else? What is this current thought or action that I'm undertaking in this moment as an, isn't an extension of my sacred energy? Is it a thought or action I want to continue to nurture until it becomes fully actualized within my journey? And operating from this awareness of behind the thought and emotion, the observer, being the observer, is, opera, is always operating from a level of consciousness that is creating a journey that is an extension of its sacred divinity. It is operating from a level of consciousness which does not see an issue to be fixed, a problem to be resolved, an illness to be healed, or a bank account to be replenished. It is operating out of the awareness. Everything and everyone is sacred. And if I do not see, feel, or know this truth at any moment in time, that is a call. That is an urging for me to transform my knowing, for me to work with my divinity. That is the treasure in heaven. That, are the th that is the thing that the eye hath not seen and the ear has not heard, and that is the next great frontier of human consciousness. Wherever you go out into your journey, whether we're looking at it as good or bad, right or wrong, at the end of the day, it is all energy. At the end of the day, it is about how are you choosing to focus and perceive that which is, is, that which is before you. Am I interpreting this as something that's going to impact me negatively? Well, if that's the case, that's the vibration that I'm offering. So I can look at whatever is going on in my journey and say, wow, this is an opportunity for my growth. This is an opportunity for my expansion. I may not like it, but I don't have to like it. I just have to work with it. Work with it from a consciousness of empowerment. From a consciousness of empowerment. Emerson said the foundation, foundations of a person are not in matter, but in spirit. We have been being told for eons and eons and eons that that which you, that which you see yourself as is not what you are. So this flesh suit that we all carry around, right, as good as it looks on all of you, there's more to you. There's more to know. There's more to develop. And whether you, you become a licensed practitioner or a Reiki practitioner or a sound therapist or, or a minister, whatever it is, that license that certificate is not the end of your growth. It's the beginning. 
it's the beginning. You're peeling back consistently layers of consciousness that always awaken new found possibilities through your consciousness. And when you do that, you, can, you be, really begin to operate out of that knowing that, wow, everything out there is sacred energy. And if that's the case, then I know that I can work with that sacred energy and create something that is far greater than anything that has been before. Norman Vincent Peale said, how you think about a problem is more important than the problem itself. So always think positively. And that's an issue because we've got some severe stuff going on in our journeys. Many of us do. Sometimes it's, it could be a health issue or a financial issue, a love issue. It doesn't matter, but those are the times when we think it's difficult to think positively right now. Those are the times when if you really find you can't get yourself out of that funk, right? That's, that's a really profound spiritual term. I'm feeling funky right now. My funk is not in alignment with the funk of source. Call a practitioner. Schedule a Reiki session. Attend a meditation. Guess what? You don't have to do this alone. You don't have to do it alone. You can even call a friend and say, you know what, right now, I just need you to tell me something good. Turn on an I Love Lucy. Do something to get that energy shifting so that it's no longer in a non-funky alignment with Source. Breathe. So for those of you out there going, and I always like to point this out. Well, he doesn't know what I'm going through. You're right, I don't. There's that part of me, that ego side of me, that fully formed and physical expression of me that has not sat down and talked with you yet. But if you're here today and you're hearing these words, that means there's something within me that does know what you're going through. And there is something with you that needed to hear that you do not have to go through this alone. You do not have to go through whatever it is thinking that, oh my God, there's not a way out. Because there is a way out. And the way out is the way through. And the way through is by finding that light that you are, that sacred energy that you are, and begin focusing on it and developing it. And if you can't see it, you can't see it. And we've all had those times when we can't see it. I've gotten up in the morning and thought, my God, where is, where is my divinity? When I looked in the mirror, let me have my coffee. There it is. <laughs> we've all been there. And that is the calling to you. To, to connect with all the sacred energy that's around you. All the sacred energy that's around you. Even if it's just sitting outside and feeling the vibration of nature and allowing it to embrace, to embody, to resonate with your soul. Every moment of your journey is a moment to work with and as the sacred. The issue comes into play when we think that 
whatever we're going through might not be sacred. But when we can shift and say, well, wait a second, this is, this is a sacred learning opportunity. Right? And we all get real tired of hearing that. This is a learning opportunity. You know, we should all have PhDs and learning opportunities by now. But the reality is, the evolution never ends. The evolution of presence that you are, it never comes to an end. And when you can begin focusing on, that's my, that's my goal, that's my intention, my role in life to evolve this sacred energy of source that I am, guess what? The issues that we face, they no longer feel insurmountable. They just feel like a learning opportunity. They just feel like, okay, there's something that I need to refocus on and begin recommitting to so that I can move forward, so that I can begin healing my life. Maya Angelou said, I find it interesting that the meanest life, the poorest existence, is attributed to God's will. But as human beings become more affluent, as, as their living standard and style begin to ascend the material scale, God descends the scale of responsibility at a commensurate speed. Love that. Why is she, what is she talking about? She's talking about every day, you know, as we're working with that sacred energy, whether it's good or bad, it's all God. It's all the sacred. But sometimes as we move through these learning experiences, and I see it often, people will call and, and really try to connect with source when there's something going on. And then they move through it. Or they demonstrate whatever it is they wanted to demonstrate. I'm good. I don't need to connect with source. And it sets up this merry-go-round of need. Need to be rescued as opposed to a need to evolve. As opposed to a need to express. And if you just get focused in that awareness that it's about all the time knowing that it's all sacred energy, the good and the bad, you'll not, you get yourself off the merry-go-round. And you become fluent in being that spiritual expression of source. I have a question. If you could do anything that you wanted to do without a concern in the world about what other people think, just anything that you want to do differently to transform your journey in some way, what would that be? What would that be? Think about that. We're not going to worry about what other people think. Because you know what that worrying about what other people think is? That's the recognition of an obstacle that's more powerful than you are. And no such thing exists. So if you can let go of what other people think, then you can begin letting go of the concept, the notion, the energy, that there is something more powerful than you are. Because there's not. The sum total of the universe resides within you right here and now. Holmes said, cause and effect exist because of the individual, individual's totality of their thought. That's what creates their experience. But understand something, that comes into play because the totality of the universe exists within you. And you can learn to work with these principles and begin doing it every day. I had a very interesting phone call I was supposed to have lunch with a friend of mine about a month ago. And a good friend of mine, and he, 
they called me to cancel this luncheon. And they called to cancel the luncheon because they were on a little vacation and they had a little minor miniature stroke, what medical profession calls TS, right? Those itty-bitty ones. Now, this stroke was initiated by a lifelong heart condition that they have had since birth. And the emergency room was very good, and they were able to, re to re re reverse the physical impairments that occurred. However, the doctors stressed that the stroke was a symptom of a far more severe issue with their heart condition. And the doctor said that my friend's test results showed that they would either have to have to replace a couple of the valves in the heart or possibly the heart itself. Now, at the time of this phone call, their heart was functioning so poorly, they sounded as if they had just finished running a marathon, unable to catch their breath. And so I told my friend, you know, I support you no matter what. However, I strongly suggest that in the light of all the medical tests and all the emotions and thoughts that such results may foster, that before you speak with another doctor, before you have another medical test, that just come in and let's do an energy session. I'll do one with you or I will bring in someone else to do a session with you, just, just an energy session. Now, for the record, like most folks, or many folks that aren't familiar too much with the teaching, they, they hemmed and hawed a little bit. You know, I'm kind of busy right now. I've got a lot going on. And I said, I understand. I understand you're very, very busy. I know it was, it was an honor for you to carve out lunch with me. Trying to work with the guilt that I learned as a child. And so I said, I'll tell you what, tell you what, let's not let this invitation go to rest or go, go to waste. Just tell your spouse that they can accept the invitation after your funeral and I'll work with them. Ooh, they came in the next day. They came in the next day and still out of breath, appearing almost lethargic. And I helped them on the table offered affirmative prayer, initiated the vibration of the singing bowls, provided energy work, and then silent affirmation and affirmative prayer consistently for roughly 30 minutes. And when the session was over, they sat themselves up and were breathing normally. Then I shared my perceptions of the session. And anybody that's been in session with me knows how this works. Because when I work with someone at this level, I'm only working with sacred energy. And the energy behind, within the aura, the radiating waves of heat, the halo, whatever you want to call it, this energy that I feel is an energy coming off the body. And sometimes, at times, the energy presents differently. I can feel a little difference of the energy as it presents itself. Now, this doesn't mean that there's anything wrong or life-threatening. It simply means the energy is presenting differently. So I don't diagnose. Yet, it's still sacred energy. 
And so I told my friend what I felt and what, was what I thought was going on and that it was just presenting a little differently. And I, so I visualized every atom of their heart being transformed by new, vibrant, and healthy energy evolving into form as a vibrant, healthy heart. And my friend said, you know, I do feel a little better. But I still have to have more tests because, I'm not, because I have not been able to get my blood pressure down because of, why my heart, because of the way my heart is operating and so the doctors can determine if my valves or my heart have to be replaced. I got it. I understand that they were acknowledging the level of thought that was presented to them. And I said to them, you know, just do me a favor. Just keep that visualization in the forefront of your consciousness. Energy, your energy, becoming the vibrant form of a healthy heart. And a day or two before your second round of test, let's have another session. Let's have another session. And so they agreed. And the second session was exactly the same. Affirmative prayer, visualizing affirmation, recognizing and affirming the sacred. My friend called me Friday, this, this last Friday, with their test results, saying the doctors don't know why, but their blood pressure was good, and their heart was working fine, and they don't want to see this individual again for at least six to nine months, maybe longer. Let us make this abundantly clear. Practitioners do not heal anything. Practitioners reveal a greater revelation of the presentation of the sacred before them. That is what this is about. What is done in the body can be done in the love life. What is done in the body can be done in the checking account. What is done in the body can be done for a new job, a new home. What is done in the body can, can be done for any and all things you desire to achieve. What has been done is anything that you yourself may do. I do not want to stand here and leave with, have you leave with the impression that I am promoting a spiritual healing that took place, although it did. I am promoting the awareness that you too have this ability. You might not have it come into fruition yet. You might not have recognized it yet. You might not have experienced yet, but I am here to tell you it is there. I am here to tell you that whether you take classes or not, there is something within your soul that is saying, let's go do this. Let's go do this. Let's go out and look at the world in a different perception and just know that regardless of training, regardless of certificates and licenses and all that other great stuff, that my purpose on this planet is to accept the calling to accept the calling, to make it a better place for myself and for others by honoring and recognizing the sacred within everything. Within everything. And you got that. You got that down? Guess what? You're not just recognizing everything as sacred energy. You're living as sacred energy. Your intention, your resonating force, that heat that I talked about that rises off your body, well, that heat, that 
those radiating waves of energy serves to draw more of the divine energy into your experience. And this is a divine energy that you can work with, that you can propel into new heights of expression. Don't short yourself because you had not so great experience yesterday, the day before, or 30 years before. It doesn't matter. What matters is this moment. What matters is your intention to move forward as the sacred expression of you, that you are. What matters is to see that individual at that family reunion that just annoys you to no end. And say, I honor the sacred within you. I don't like the sacred. Or I don't like this expression of the sacred. But I love the sacred. I can work with the sacred and allow that expression, that peace, to just flow through my body. Oprah Winfrey said, energy is the essence of life. Every day you decide how you're going to use it by knowing what you want and what it takes to reach that goal and by maintaining focus. We want you to leave here today with only one focus, and that is to see the sacred in everything. And probably most importantly, to go home and look in the mirror and see the sacred looking back at you. And if you don't see it right away, keep looking. Keep looking. Because it's there. You can look at that mirror, you can honor that reflection, and say, that which stands before me is a reflection of the essence, the energy, the sacred of the divine that I am. And it is out of that truth you not only recognize and see everything as sacred, you begin living and creating the sacred. That's your purpose. And so ends our lesson. Namaste. Thank you again for selecting the Trinity Center for Spiritual Living podcast for your spiritual journey and for the expression of your generosity at trinitycenteratlanta.org forward slash donate.